Welcome back to Happiness a Skeptic's Guide with me, Gary Wood, and him, Paul Flower, in which we period what, what was the phrase we used? We periodically periodically peek into the minds of everyone to give you research-based happiness advice. Have a shofty in the shopping cart of self-care. I don't know. Woo-hoo. Right then, uh, I, I've lost my thread now. So today we are going to be looking at. Positive psychology, in particular, a little bit more of a look at what was called the per- we've called the PERMA method. It's an acronym for flourishing in psychology. So positive psychology very much focuses on how to build and create and maintain positive emotions, as opposed to the what we would say the old fashioned psychology that where you blamed your mother for everything uh, and it's your parents' fault and we looked at doom and gloom. So it's- it is interesting though, isn't it? That um, you'd sent me a questionnaire and some of this is based on that questionnaire and the findings of it. Um, and we will post a link to the questionnaire and the, the website uh, in the notes or uh, on social media and whatever. But it did say that 50% of, of your happiness level is based on genes. So, you know, you can blame your parents for 50% of it, but the other 50% you've got to get on with yourself. I I think considering that in anywhere else, in any other aspect of life, genes can only account for 40%, it seems to be a bold statement. And positive psychology is moving into that hereditary kind of look at uh, emotion. Uh, And they've been looking at lots of twin studies and as we learned in psychology, twin studies are just one step up from pseudoscience. Hmm. It's one of those things where it will prove whatever you wanted to say, such so as... Essentially, twin studies are when you study a pair of twins to find out yeah. by using different methods on each twin, you think you have some kind of you know better... Ass- I mean, it's been on BBC TV with twins recently, so you know people clearly believe in this. The f- problem is with twin studies, even when, when the twins are separated... They are, they are raised in such similar conditions that you cannot take out the nurture. Although they will claim it is, there is no way you can control for nurture, as they claim. So, I, so I, in the... The cat's just pushed its way into the room. Well, lovely, lovely. <laughs> if so, if there's a noise in the background, that's my cat. Well, it makes a change from the chair, that's all I can say. <laughs> Indeed. Right, so we're going to be looking at this, this model of flourishing, um... That's me closing the door behind the cat. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's, it's fast. The cat's flourishing, let's put it that way. It's fast becoming one of those old-fashioned radio uh, playhouses, isn't it? <laughs> well, we have Mrs. Flower tramping a- across a tray of sand. Any t- or is the cat going to do that? No, no, the cat might do it, but uh, Mrs. Flower is immobile at the minute due to breaking her shoulder. Oh, dear me. Poor the Mrs. Scratching at the door. What, Mrs. Flower or the cat? (laughs) The cat's called Doris, so choose what you will. If you're coming in, come in. This is an aside. We're going to get rid of this. Who says? Anyway, so a while back, I think it was during the episode three, we looked at the PERMA method. And PERMA stands for positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and achievements. And just to correct the record is that you sent me this questionnaire and I didn't fair, look, that's look fair at it. Enough. And then I sent it back to you uh, for you to look at it. And the idea was is that the, the, the questionnaire looks at these separate 
aspects of positive emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and achievement. Did you do the short version or the long version? I always do the long version. Very good. I was expecting you to say that two-minute version. Anyway, it about, takes about 20 minutes, but it doesn't just include flourishing, the PERMA method. It includes other models in positive psychology, such as Keys and Hates. 2002 flourishing model. One of my favourites. Well before Martin Seligman came up with PERMA. And it also includes our dear departed friend, Professor Ed Diener. There's his well-being scale there. And it also includes, I never know how to say her name. I think it's Rife, Carol Rife. And she's got six factors of well-being. And it includes a bit of that. So as we go, we can discuss a little bit more of that. So... How did you get on with this? Um, I felt that I was very average. Um, and oh. it, it produces results for you, which kind of give you a, a percentage basis for yep. the different levels of PERMA, essentially, as well as, as well as some others. So, you know, it's a one to five basis for most of the questions. So I felt I was falling in the middle on quite a lot, which, you know, just feels a bit dull to be perfectly honest so it gave me a a positive emotions uh, score of 42.58 percent which was average very accurate isn't it yeah go on indeed engagement was 10.23 below average oh okay Uh, relationships 53.68 an average score meaning 31.35 an average score now this is where i was i was like Average seems a very broad scope in that basis of 31% and 53% are both average. And accomplishment was 25.31%, also an average score. Um, there were some other factors that it, that it gave in, which uh, I was unsurprised about. Uh, negative emotions, 96.73, oh. a higher than average score. This is your tendency to feel sad, anxious or angry. Yeah, well, I think we'd already established that without the... Te- oh, that's a bit bitchy, isn't it? Uh- <laughs> So what's interesting there is the engagement because the, the another word for engagement is flow. Yes. So when we talked about being in flow with the famous psychologist, now also dear departed, the dropping light flies, uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, because I love saying that name. I know because you can. Yes, just because I can, just because I practiced. He His basic idea of flow was if we set goals that stretch us and take us out of our comfort zone a little bit, but goals which we're passionate about, if we spend time doing those goals, we lose sense of ourself and we lose sense of, our, of time. And that is a definition of happiness. That's what engagement is. It's finding something that you are a goal that will stretch you back to goals uh, and spending time doing it. And it doesn't necessarily matter what it is. It could be, I know you could take up macrame or flower arranging. Both of which are unlikely. Well, they are. I don't know. I can't think of Or crafting manure into interesting pots and varnishing it and selling it in, on, in car boot sales. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why that came into your mind. I don't know. Well, it's the idea that it, it'd be you, you, you craft it out of this manure and you, you put. Why manure, though? Which readily available. Uh, and then and it's cheap. Uh, and, you know. Um, and then you it's craft. Certainly recycling. Craft isn't it, it into a bowl and you could paint it and varnish it. And then it would look beautiful except when it rains and people would go, and you're on the car boot side, they'd go, those bowls are lovely. Can you smell? So, uh, so, so the, 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 
<laughs> That's it, the worries, only- it worries me the extent to which you've thought this through. Yes, it does. I, I don't know where that came from. but uh, No, me neither. No, I don't think. Neither will anybody else, but let's hope it's useful for them. So one thing that the questionnaire did suggest is on the back of some of these scales, some possible actions that one might do yeah which which is uh, that's the useful bit i think and that that's why it's worth people having a look at it so it was five techniques selected to improve your well-being based on the scores that you get from the uh, questionnaire now just to point out that one of those techniques is designed not to improve the lower ones it's actually to boost the strength Okay. So the idea is if you spend more time doing something you're good at, you're going to be happier rather than struggling to try and improve. So it's getting that balance. Because when we're at work, it's always, oh, you need to improve this, you need to improve this, you need to improve this, rather than how can I change the job so I'm actually using my strengths and managing the weaknesses. Mm. So what were your uh, suggested tasks? Uh, To get moving, um, which I thought was difficult because – I already do at least five days of exercise per week. Okay. So, uh, so I'm not going to be extending that anytime soon. I do extend it, but, you know, no. it's difficult to do more than I already do. Uh, avoid social comparisons. I wasn't conscious that I was making social comparisons, but maybe I am. A, visualize ex- a visualization exercise. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, which is, you know, essentially a, a method of relaxation by which you um, visualize yourself somewhere that you'd like to be rather than where you are at the present moment in time and kind of really bathe yourself in the the memories of that place and the sights and the sounds and what you would hear and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You at your best, I'm not actually sure what that one was, and using your strengths. And so the strengths could be those character strengths slash values that we looked at in episode four. Was it episode four? It was was very early on. Episode three. It, it It was to do with with meaning uh so just to go back to the visualization there are a number of ways we can use visualization so classically you would just imagine yourself in you know on a beach picture yourself in a boat by a river yes uh i'm not going to go any further with that one uh uh, we'll get sued for copyright reasons anyway well if jeff lynn was never sued i don't think we would be anyway (laughs) i've lost my thread now so (laughs) Sorry, you were talking about visualisation. Well, there's a simple visualisation that you can do of a morning. So you can go into the shower. I've mentioned this. And you can imagine the shower is also bathing you in light and you're feeling cleansed and revitalised. So that's a very simple little visualisation that doesn't take up any time. And that's why I developed that one. Uh, There's another one where you can think about, and I use this for people with public speaking. They just imagine and visualise the moment after they've given the public speech and they imagine the applause and they imagine it went well and they imagine how they felt. And it almost tricks the brain into into accepting that it's happened in a positive way. So you don't think about how you got there. And this is one of the things that athletes will do. They will visualize going over the yeah. Finishing line. How amazing do they feel? And it's a way to build motivation. So there are there are different ways we can use imagery and visualization. Just in, I mean you can just simply sit there and you can imagine yourself being happier. Or imagine yourself in a state when you were happy. How do, yeah, how does think about when times were better? Yeah. How does no, but how does happy feel? Uh, if you've been happy, then you, you have a memory of how that felt. What's your body like when you're happy? What's your expression like when you're happy? Uh, do you feel light? Do you feel heavy? How do you feel when you're happy? Try and conjure up that sense of 
happiness. It's kind of that psyching yourself up. Hmm. Uh, you can make yourself, people can make themselves feel sad. If I say to people in a workshop, I'll say, okay, t- show me you're depressed without telling me. Everybody drops the shoulders and they look down. Nobody puts their hands in the hair and goes, yay, I'm depressed. Hmm. So there is a way we can so use... There's a, there's a physical side to that then, isn't there, yeah. I suppose, which could link up to the, the get moving thing. So if you, you visualise happiness and what that looks like, you might be dancing around the room rather than you know sitting slumped in your chair. Yeah, so if you're doing your visualisation in combination with your exercise, you could do it in two ways. You can say, oh, I'm running now. My knees are crumbling and they're turning to chalk. And you can imagine that. Or you can imagine all the positive benefits of the oxygen going around your, your body as well. So the two ways to use visualisation. Do you want to be there? I hate this. Uh, and then you're thinking, I'd rather be somewhere else. Or you can think, isn't this amazing? I'm still able to do this in my advanced years. <laughs> <laughs> speaking for myself of course no no that's actually true i do do think that way to be perfectly honest yeah. you know any exercise that you do is making you better than the person that sat at home on the sofa isn't it or just making you a better version of you you know just yeah making the most and and in a way that is a form of gratitude which you didn't mention well, no, it, uh, that's the thing. It, in the five techniques, it wasn't mentioned, but I, I had seen it somewhere else, which is why I'd made a, a point of emailing it to you because we mentioned gratitude uh, in a previous episode. And, um, you know, I have struggled with doing that particular exercise, as you know, and most exercises. Well, yes, yeah, so that's what I, no, I think. I think we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't just single that one out for special attention. No, all of them. So I feel, like, I feel like a challenge coming on. Would it be useful to hear it? Now, I, this is what I say to clients. I never challenge directly would it be useful to hear my challenge yes always okay then in the review episode i asked you the question what do we need to speak about in the next few episodes for you to feel like the journey's gone forward in a positive way for you and what would we need to talk about and one of the things that you suggested was gratitude so yeah i think i I suggested gratitude uh, mostly because you know i was aware that that is something that is helpful. So, you know, I'm already aware that this works. Okay. I'm just not a, not kind of at a stage or not a stage. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling really to kind of do those, you've got to do this everyday thing and write it down on a piece of paper thing because essentially I feel that things that I'm grateful for would be mostly the same every day. It doesn't matter. So there's in mine. There's also I I do like I mean you mentioned last I think was it last time time no last time uh, the oh I've lost my thread oh uh, yeah I, I've got an anticipation part to mine and you can look at that two ways you go oh no I've got to do anticipation as well as gratitude mm. but the anticipation can be used as a way to set you up so you first thing in the morning write three things you're looking forward to. And it, it could be a coffee, it could be a run, it could be anything. But those then could be the things that you're grateful for the day. So it's actually setting you up for things that you might be grateful for. Mm. Uh, and I think last time you kind of saw it as an extra task uh, rather than a preparation for the gratitude. Yeah, I have a tendency to uh, to avoid being obliged to do things. Yes, so what in... The next part of my challenging question is, in what format would things need to be presented to you for you to sceptically give them a go rather than cynically refuse to do them? <laughs> it's not. It's much less a cynical refusal to do them than a 
not doing them for a few days and then forgetting to do them. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't cynically refuse to do them. I, I would actually really like to be the kind of person that could do this uh, and do it well because I know it, would, it may well have an effect. But I don't know. I just can't get it. I cannot get it at all. Um, and that, you know, and it's not. For, it really isn't for want of trying. So, so do you brush your teeth every day? Yeah, you, you, I knew you, knew you were going to go into the routine thing, and yeah. that is kind of that is how I get my exercise done. If I don't exercise in the morning, then you know I know that most likely I'm not going to exercise at all because I'll just get wrapped up in other things and do them instead. So I do have a daily exercise routine. So yes, I understand that routine is is very f- effective in this respect. So it seems to be like you don't. Part of the problem is is not wanting to do the exercise because you want it to you want it maybe to be original or brilliant or or to be lots of variety. Maybe maybe it is that I, I not. Yeah, I would want to think. You know, I'm the kind of person I don't sit at home with all the records that I've ever bought. You know, if we go back into a music analogy, I like to listen to new things, and if I'm writing, I like to think that I'm writing something that's new or different. Um, being thankful for the same things every day, you know, would be to me like praying. And I'm not religious, so thanking God for this, that, and the other, you know, that's just not on my in my frame of reference at all. So you've not got to you've got, got to thank God. It's just acknowledging. No, no, I, I know yeah. that, but I'm saying it's like thanking. Okay. You know, a lot of yeah. people will go, "Oh, thank God for this, and thank God for that, and thank you, Lord, for everything you've done for us." You know, and I'm not demeaning that at all. It works for a lot of people. Mm. Otherwise, religion wouldn't exist. But being an atheist uh, or agnostic or whatever, you know, I doing the same thing every day would feel like that, basically. So, how else might you approach it then? If you were so, the the aim is to actually be happier. So, I think I've got another challenge coming on. Would it be useful to hear it? (laughs) Come on then, let's hear it. Goals, actions, values and challenge man today. Yes, yes. It doesn't quite fit into it, unfortunately, as an acronym. So the goal was to be happier in some way. Hmm. Are you just happy enough or maybe you don't want to be happier that what you've got now is actually good enough? Well, there's an acceptance, isn't there? I I think over the years I have become accustomed to accepting that this is the way that I am it may not get much better or much worse and so you know I become accustomed to living with it and uh, is that enough I don't know okay then because it seems to be that the stumbling block seems to be the the daily thing so if you if you don't think daily is going to work what what interval would work for you for you to test this out to see see the the, the actual thing is is and this is throughout coaching is there's an element of suspending your disbelief and trying it out anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've got no answer for you. I, get, you know, I know that I should be doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't know whether I need a, a pop-up on the phone every day to tell me to do it, but, you know. I mean, that's the thing, is to work out. If, it, if it's just remembering to do it, and that, that goes for anything, how do you remember to do things normally? This is nothing special. It's just no, no, I don't, and that's why routine works, isn't it? Because yeah. you, you know you have a routine of brushing your teeth. You know you have a routine of X, Y, and Z. You know you have a routine of eating at certain times, and that's mostly why those things happen. Yeah, I, I have to find a way. 
Yeah, so it might be, that might be the answer, just to stick a pop-up on your phone and say, just do this. Or It doesn't have to be this exercise. It might be, you know, a few minutes of mindfulness. But it's the idea of trying something for a consistent period of time. Now, just to tell you I practice what I preach as well, I have committed to a 120-day visualisation exercise, plus every morning for the past, I think I'm trying to work out when it was now, I haven't been ticking it off i've done it every day chanting mantras every morning okay and i just want to see what because you know it's claimed that it has an effect so i'm thinking okay so uh, in terms of how you would know it had an effect is that a little bit um speculative or not i've got an app on my phone that i log my mood okay so i i log my mood every day uh, at least once a day and it's you know it's on a scale of one to five and then with that so i add some activities and included in there are my values as well have, have i lived to my values um have i done a bit of meditation have i done the ch- so i've kept i do keep a record and i link it to mood okay and presumably how honest are how can you assess your mood on a daily basis uh, and i know we're going to get into areas that are a little bit ethereal but Mine is, yeah, I mean, mine's, are you, I mean, I, I, all mine are in Greek, actually. I should really tell you, I don't know why. I, I love Greece, so I, I, I... Yeah, you've been trying to learn Greek, so yeah, that makes sense so, that you would change certain things into Greek. So my my moods would be polikala, which means I'm very well. Endaxi means okay. Etsiketsi is so-so. Kakos means bad. And then... Uh, and not, <laughs> I could have guessed that. No, not, not quite as bad as that. <laughs> the really bad one is scatter. And you could probably imagine what that means. So if Indeed. I if I wake up one day and I feel crap, I would it would be a cacos or a scatter moment. So you're doing that the first thing in the morning, are you? No, that, I, that- I usually do that uh, sometimes throughout the day. Um, it depends what my because if my day is very different. Uh, but usually about nine o'clock of the night, eight nine o'clock of the night. Okay, so you're reviewing the day that's gone, yeah. basically. Okay, I think that is that is quite a good tip. I might go for that. Uh, and the app is called Dalio. D a y l i o and what it does help to do is you you start to see patterns of okay i've done these exercise i've done these things today and they seem to have been but there is the, the problem is there are external factors aren't there so yeah. you know there'll be things that that impact you even though you've done your gratitude and your meditation and your visualization you know there are, so doing daily at the end of the day where I've done everything that possible that I could have done to make myself feel happier, but there were some cataclysmic things that happened, you know, in my working life. So therefore, they're going to affect that end score. And when they just completely disrupted at some point, well, it does, or it might be mitigating it. Hmm. It might be that doing those things has actually taken the edge off, and that's what a lot of the time I look to do. Sometimes, if if I know I've got something tough coming up. You know, what can I do to kind of gird my loins? And I'll give you an example with the mantra uh, that I'm doing is I do a particular mantra and I visualize sweeping. I do it the first thing in the morning and I visualize sweeping the day, sweeping things clear to start the day. So it's almost like a cleaning process. And it just kind of makes me feel a little bit more. uh, So far, it feels like I, I feel more focused. Okay. Now I've I've done them all in Sanskrit because you don't want to be I mean English mantras sound just really naff. Yeah. I'm the most wonderful person in the world. And you No, I couldn't do that. And I think there is an element of um some of that self talk which, you know, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, which actually puts a a pressure on you because you know you're not that 
that thing, really, don't you? Don't think yeah, well, what happens is in the back of your mind, you, you go, I'm the most wonderful person in the world. And in the back of your head, she's going, no, you're not. No. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to conquer the world. No, you're not. Uh, so Perhaps th- not today, anyway. There is a way of, of wording affirmations in a way that we can accept them. When we, with practice, I can become better at this. Hmm. And you're thinking, oh, okay. With, with daily efforts, I could become happier. I used to do a mantra, actually. I used to have to walk from um, – this is probably going to be of use to, to people who know the distance in uh, in the UK. But I used to have to walk from Euston Station in London to Soho to uh, to begin a day's work. And um, hmm. I had a mantra doing part of that because, you know, when you walk the same journey – years and years at a time you, you kind of have to get through it a little bit so uh, i did have a mantra at that point which was uh, better brighter fitter faster happier healthier yeah maybe that had an effect at the time i don't know well wouldn't that be a wonderful thing then if you could get up and you in tradition you have to do it in multiples of nine so you don't, okay i didn't know that yeah well, well that's in in buddhist or indian tradition that's why the malas got you know the mala the beads thing uh you count mm. the beads 108 beads so you can do it in multiples of nine. So what if you committed to do that mantra every, well, whenever it feels right, but do it, say, nine times? Hmm. I could do that for sure. So you could do that when you're running. Uh, or you could do it in the shower. So that would be my – and just to see, okay, is this having any effect? You might think, well, actually, no. Or you might think, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But a maybe sometimes a start, if you can get from no to maybe – then that that starts the brain thinking, okay, maybe if this isn't working, what else could I do? How could I tweak? So that might be our takeaway from this one. So just to recap then, the PERMA method or the, the acronym is a method of flourishing. It's a way of looking at aspects of your life, so positive emotions. There is a danger that we can focus too much on positive emotions and it can be all about pleasure and not about happiness. So I would suggest that the engagement, the relationships, the meaning and the achievement are the important ones, and they should lead to the positive emotion rather than the positive emotion just being a standalone. Otherwise, it's easy to have positive emotion. Have a piece of cake. <laughs> it is. I mean, that works for every, yeah. well, you know, cake. It works upset. for everybody, yeah. So it's, it's quite easy to get positive emotion, and that's pleasure. And that's confusing pleasure with happiness. So the others being more engaged, being in flow, working on relationships, social connections and intimacy as well. So, you know, liking people, but, you know, valuing people is what we did in the some, uh, the Valentine's episode. Uh, meaning, finding a purpose in life, you know, something belonging to something greater than yourself. And achievement, of course, is our old fashioned, well trod friend well-trod friend goals trodden well-trodden down friend goals yeah grind him into the dirt so some of the (laughs) some of the things just to mention in your in the questionnaire you did the the kind of things that were 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 tapped into was rising to life's challenges engagements and relating fulfillment creativity productivity looking beyond oneself looking ahead self-acceptance, personal growth, purpose in life, environmental mastery, autonomy. So it's looking at one of those areas and maybe just picking, okay, I'm going to pick on these and I'm going to work on one of those areas. Fulfillment goals, looking ahead, 
environmental mastery, that's learning a new task or getting better at an existing task. It might be, you know, you pick up the banjo again. Because uh, I know you, you know, you used to be a mean dab hand, you know, <laughs> when you were reenacting scenes from Deliverance, right? Uh, so there, I think on that on that note. So on that note, this was Andy's happiness with me, Gary Wood, and him, Paul Flower, and this time we've had a little bit of a deeper dive into the perma method, and we might even have something that Mister Flower will commit to having a go. Seen as it's an exercise of his own devising. Which is probably the best kind of exercise you can do if you can think of something that has meaning to you and do it even better. Indeed, and if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to follow us on social media, rate and review us wherever you hear your podcasts, and do above all else subscribe because that means you get these episodes automatically. And won't that be a joy to everyone? Yeah.